All right, so welcome. My name is Jamie Siegel, and on behalf of Dina Eiserman and I, we are so thrilled to see you and to start another year of Wellspring. This is our ninth year, actually, and uh, we look forward to spending just about every other Saturday morning with you for the next eight months, and we want you to know that we have been praying for you. We look forward to all of what God has for us here this year in Wellspring. And um, Dina, will you please just, please, I know you're going to be uncomfortable with this, but will you stand up? Because if you have any questions or if there's anything that we can do for you, Dina and I are here for you. And we want to serve you. We want you to be welcome, feel welcome, and answer any questions. If you have questions, Dina is the one to see. She's great at answering your questions. <laughs> and if she can't, then I will. <laughs> no, just kidding. Well, maybe not. So <clears throat> anyway, just, it's just good to see you guys here. So let's go before the Lord and pray. Father, we do thank you for another year of Wellspring. Thinking back, just thinking back of the years of Wellspring and acknowledging just our dependence on you and just how faithful you have been in this ministry and how you've grown us, how you've challenged us, and how you've displayed your love for us. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son to a cross to pay the penalty for our sin, and you poured your wrath out on him. And we now have forgiveness of sins, and we have your spirit, and we have all of your precious promises and we have your word and we have one another so many means of your grace and we are humbled that you would call us your children thank you so much we ask for your blessing this year on wellspring i thank you for every single one of these women for the women sitting in this room and those who were not able to be here this morning lord we ask that you would grow us again this year that you would continue your sanctifying work in each one of our hearts and we pray that these women would um, just leave here this morning just more in love with you more uh, they'll have more of a delight in who you are and more eager to grow I pray that for myself as well so so this morning Lord we want you to be made much of and to be glorified thank you so much that we have a place to meet um, you have provided that for us, and we don't take that for granted. Thank you for all of the women who have um, just sacrificially served this ministry for Allie and um, just all the women who have prepared and gone before to make this morning possible and to make this ministry possible. We thank you for the leadership of this church, how they care for us, how they watch over us, how they love you, and they want to serve you. Um, Lord, we just commit this morning to you, and we commit this year to you, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so as we get started, we're going to talk about really several things. We're going to talk about what a typical morning looks like in Wellspring, and you guys did such a great job. This morning was a little bit different, but we want to start promptly at 7 a.m., so if you're writing in with someone who's uh, and build, come on in, you know, have some fellowship and grab something to eat and be ready to get started at seven if you can. We um, want to honor your time and we want to end promptly at nine. Um, 
as you come in, you have there's an attendance to check off, and you'll have some handouts to grab. So grab that. And and by the way, if you're missing something, you if you don't have a notebook or you didn't get registered or um, you need something else, will you email Allie at the church? It's Allie A L L I E at gbcaz.org. I that might even be in here. I'm not sure. Or you can email me or or Dina. And we'll make sure that you'll have you have that for next time. Uh, you received a name tag when you came in, and we ask that you wear them uh, every every Saturday morning. I am terrible at remembering names. Some of you are awesome at it. I'm terrible, so I'm going to try to commit to wearing my name tag at least for half the year will you guys commit to wearing yours. The easiest way to remember it is to just tuck it in your notebook when you're done with Wellspring and then you have it again. Because what I do is I leave it in my car and then I don't go back out to my car and then it gets, you know, lost, buried. So please wear your name tag. And with that, speaking of names, what I'd like to do now is make some of you feel very uncomfortable. Not, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but this might make you feel uncomfortable. But let's go around the room and just um, let's introduce ourselves. Well, I want to I want to hear your name, uh, how long you've been at Grace Bible Church, what year of Wellspring this is for you, and what part of town you live in. So I'll go first. My name is Jamie Siegel. I've been at Grace Bible Church for I think nine and a half years. Not it's 10, but I can't remember. And I have been in Wellspring from the very beginning with taking one year off in the middle. And I live in Gilbert's. So let's start with Corey. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. Come on. <laughs> I was looking up information. <laughs> um, okay, so my name is Corey. Um, I live in Queen Creek. Remind me. Um, oh, how long at Grace second, Bible? Okay, second year of Wellspring, and two and a half years at Grace. Welcome, Corey. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Deborah. I've been at um, Grace for about a couple of months. This is my first Wellspring, and I'm from Chandler, and I'm her mom. Welcome. Okay. Yay. I'm Allison. Uh, this is my second Wellspring, and I live in Chandler, and I've been going here for about eight years. Wow. So, okay, do are we supposed to call you Allison? Allison Allen. Okay. 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 I'm just like, "Oh, Allison." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome. I'm glad you're back. My name is Soul. I've been going to Grace Bible Church for about a year now, and I live in Welcome. My name is Liz Jackson, and I've been here about a year, and And how are you two connected? So will be my daughter-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right back there. We'll just go like this. I'm Maddie. I've been here for almost 10 years. This is my second time. I live in I'm now living in Glad you're here, Alex. Um, I'm Sarah. Welcome. I'm Jamie Peacock. I've been attending three and a half years now. I live in Albuquerque. 
and this is only I attended about half of last year, mm -hmm. so this will be my first full year. But I did do online classes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Faithfully. Glad you're here. Um, my name is Jeanette, and um, I've been at Grace Bible for about eight years, maybe, and um, this is my fourth time. Awesome. Oh, and I live in Martinez. Yeah. We should have a prize. Who drives the furthest? <laughs> I don't know if it would be you. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. Longer, yeah. Um, and I've been at Wellspring every year, but there were a few years where I just did Wellspring too. And I live in Tampa. Yay. Ingrid Klingberg. Um, I've been going for <coughs> 16 years, and this is my sixth or seventh time doing Wellspring. Just guess. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Glad you're here. You have a good
say our last name. Uh, <laughs> yes. You get the prize. <laughs> Is that like East East Valley? No, no. Down I ten towards Tucson way. Oh, okay. All right. I'm so glad you're here. How long did it take you? That was fun. All right. So on a typical morning, we will, like I said, we'll start teaching time at seven. And then after teaching time, we're going to break into discussion groups. And in your handouts, you have a list of the discussion groups. And maybe you've already found your name there. But that's the discussion group that you'll be in. And at the end of Wellspring this morning, we'll break out for the last 20, 30 minutes and gather together and you'll get to meet your group. Um, and then we're gonna end promptly at 9 a.m. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, just a quick reminder, our teaching time is recorded, as you know, and, and these recorders are super sensitive and it picks up every clicking noise. If you've listened to a Wellspring online, you'll, you'll realize that, but it, it um, takes over like the voice. So you hear clicking over the voice teaching. So if you, when you come in and you're getting all situated, if you can get all your handouts out and get all your clicking done before we start, that would we appreciate that. If you have to click in the middle, that's just totally fine, but just, just a heads up. All right, after this morning, we have asked that the discussion groups each take turns cleaning up. It doesn't take that long. And if it is, we'll have your name on the board and then you, you have a rotation there in your handouts as well. 
and it takes probably 10 minutes to clean up and you can carry on your conversations. It's a sweet time to just continue to be together and quickly clean up. And if it is your group's turn to clean up, we ask that you really end either on time or even just a few minutes early so you can get in here and get started with that and so we can honor your time in that. This morning, we've, we're gonna ask those of you who have taken Wellspring before and are familiar with the cleanup procedure, can we get about four or five of you to stay after and clean up this morning? If you know how to do that, I see, I see a head, yes. <laughs> so we have one. <laughs> but if you guys can, that would just, we really appreciate that. You know the drill. You've received instructions on how to do that. So if you want to look at that, you know, especially before it's your turn to clean up, it might be helpful. But there's always someone who knows. Your discussion group leaders know how to do it, and they'll help you. Let's see. Okay, let's talk about Wellspring. What is Wellspring? Well, Wellspring is an equipping ministry, and it specifically focuses on cultivating lives that are transformed by the gospel. Transformed in such a way that it impacts our hearts, it impacts our homes, and it impacts our ministries so that the church is strengthened. Our church is, is, this is really cool. Our church is strengthened when we individually grow. And that's our aim. Wellspring is, uh, it grew out of the BUILD ministry. The guys are meeting right over there in BUILD. That's our men's ministry. And BUILD stands for, just so you know, being united in leadership disciplines, which is a fruitful, solid foundation of godliness among our men. The elders have gracious, graciously made all of that build material available to us, and we've adapted it for Wellspring. And just so you know, you may think that many of the lessons are the same every single year. That's not necessarily the case. While we do have some of our core foundational lessons every single year, the other lessons we're rotating in and out. There's new lessons that are being taught, so it is different every year. We do have different lessons and different teachers. Um, Wellspring is a ministry, thankfully, that is under the watchful care of our elders, and that's a good thing. While you may not see our elders up here every week teaching, they will be teaching throughout the year. And know that they care for us, they closely guard what we're being taught, and we really, really are blessed by that. We believe you will benefit in Wellspring, in this ministry, uh, most when you are here consistently. Seeing how many of the lessons do build on one another. So Wellspring is an eight-month commitment. And when we talk about commitment, let's, let's, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean that if you're sick, uh, that you shouldn't, you know, that you need to come. Because if you're sick, it's best that you're not here, really. But it means that it's a commitment, as much as it depends on you to be here. And we know that families have unexpected circumstances. We know that people get sick, and we know that things come up. We get that. We mean that it's a commitment. As much as it depends on you, will you plan to be here? That's the commitment we're asking for, to be purposeful, purposeful, in your planning to make Wellspring a priority this year. Now, for me, what it looks like is to put all the dates on my calendar and to guard those Saturdays. So I really encourage you guys to do that. Put those dates on your calendars. Guard those Saturdays as much as you can. That way you're not 
you know, you're not surprised by, oh, I didn't realize it was Wellspring already. So that's helpful. For me, it also looks like going to bed really early on Friday nights. It, that doesn't always, that's not always the case. Not everybody can do that. But if you can, for me, I need to do that because I get up super early. And if you know me, you know that I already go to bed like crazy early, earlier than most of you. So it means that I try to go to bed by like seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it doesn't happen, but if I could, <laughs> that's probably what I would do. Um, <laughs> but the, the point is really, if you miss, uh, we want you to come back, but just make that a commitment. See, the goal is to get what the Lord has for us here and to grow and to be equipped as a church and grow as a church. So it's just best going to happen when we are consistent in our participation in, in the teaching and the discussion time, which is a really important part of Wellspring and in the assignments. And if you have to miss, you know, just know that obstacles are going to happen with some of us. It just, it just does. They might happen. Let the commitment that you made today be the encouragement you need to see it through to the end. If you do miss, we, miss, we ask that you listen online. You, you'll probably receive an email like Monday or Tuesday with the, with the audio link. And if not, you have information in your notebook, in your handouts as well, of how to get there to that link. But go and listen online before we meet again, and you can print out the outline and the homework, or on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, you can come in and we have those handouts available to you at the information table. So ask the gal, uh, whoever's serving at the information table, to um, please provide the Wellspring handouts for you, and she'll help you get them in that Wellspring binder. But the point is to uh, participate and to come back if you have to miss, because let me tell you what, those winter months, like this was easy because it was light when we were driving in, you know, by the time we got up. Those winter months when it's dark and it's cold and you're like all comfy cozy under those covers, <laughs> yikes, it's hard. <laughs> but it's only hard for me about the first 15, 20 minutes to get that cup of coffee, get excited, you know, start asking the Lord for help and we get here. And you know what the other good thing is, which I love, 9 a.m., we're dressed, we're ready. We've been, we've had amazing teaching, fellowship, time together, and it's 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. What, you have the rest of the day, right? So that's a really cool thing. I love that. So uh, pray and go before the Lord and ask him for help to do all that you can by his grace to get all that he has for you here this year in Wellspring and just to be purposeful in that. And if you do have to miss, will you let your discussion group leader know if you know you're, you know, ahead of time or even, you know, later in the day or whatever. So she can be praying for you. So they can be praying for you and just know why you're not there. And you might receive a follow-up uh, contact as well. All right, let's take a look at the binder, at the Wellspring binder. The front of your notebook, we see that this name is, the name of our ministry is Wellspring. Well, what, is, what does Wellspring mean? Well, it, it comes from Proverbs 4.23, our theme verse, and I really encourage you to memorize that verse. It's an easy verse to uh, memorize. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. 
A wellspring is the head or source of a spring or river. It signifies a continual supply. And when Proverbs 4.23 says that the heart is the wellspring of life, it's saying all of life flows from the heart. So what's the heart? Let's talk about the heart. Well, we have an inner man and we have an outer man. And the heart, the heart that we're talking about is the inner man. It's the totality of who we are. It sums up, it sums up who we are, inwardly speaking. We have an outer man. It's that physical part. It's our, it's our head and our organs and our hands, our limbs, our mouth, all of that. That's the outer man. But we're talking about the inner man. And there's nothing that comes out of us that doesn't first reside in our hearts. So the heart is the source of our motives, of our will, our intentions, our thoughts. The heart is the source of our words, our attitudes, our opinions, our priorities, of our emotions. All of our actions, everything. And our life continually flows from and reveals our hearts. And notice on the logo this continual flow of water from an unseen source, just like everything that flows from our life is from our hearts. Wellspring's a ministry for women, and it ties to Titus 2, and we'll have teaching on Titus 2 in a few months. Um, and our logo conveys the idea of one generation pouring into another. And what we pour into others into the next generation flows from our heart. So this logo can be a reminder. Every time we open our notebook, every time we see our notebook, of the responsibility that we have with one another and how crucial it is that we guard our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else. So that what we're pouring to others is good and it's, it's pure, it's true, it's grounded in the word of God. It's grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, let's take your notebook and let's turn it over. And you're going to hear that just about every time we get together. We're going to say, take your notebooks out, turn them over. We're going to talk about Wellspring's purpose and the disciplines. So here's our purpose. Here's why we're here. We are here to equip and encourage the women of Grace Bible Church. And that's whether you've made Grace Bible Church your home for one week or you've been here from the beginning. If Grace Bible Church is your home, we're here to equip and encourage one another to do something. Do you see what that is? We're here to equip and encourage one another to shepherd their hearts toward Jesus Christ. We want to encourage one another to shepherd our hearts toward Jesus Christ with the Word of God. Why? So that we live gospel-transformed lives. We live out the gospel in our daily living. And do you see what that does? Do you see the result of that? Thus, strengthening the church in its gospel purpose. Strengthens the church. And the goal of Wellspring is to take you, to, to take us, and to encourage us, to call us to all grow in these disciplines. And we're going we're gonna to kind of break down these disciplines here in a little bit. But we, we want to grow and we want to be united in our understanding of what it looks like to pursue growth in godliness and in our sanctification. 
and how we minister to one another and how we encourage one another and, and disciple one another toward Jesus Christ. And our leaders desire to see all who are involved in ministry at Grace Bible Church um, to be united in our understanding of these disciplines. And that's why they're, you know, it's the build ministry over there, Wellspring Student Ministries, Next Generation, Small Group Church, Medley talk about that on Sunday. And just by the way, if you didn't hear Smedley's message on Sunday, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to that because it, a lot of what he was saying uh, impacts and will explain this ministry as well. So go back and listen. If you didn't, I really encourage you. Um, but we all want to be united in our understanding. So, you know, when we're talking about the disciplines, you know, we, we, we're in our small group. We have a greater understanding of what we're talking about in shepherding our hearts and caring for our homes and ministry. So let's talk about these disciplines now. On the back of your notebook, you will see these three, and the first one is discipline one, the heart. The faithful woman of God shepherds her heart worshipfully toward God through the word of God, and in particular, the gospel. We must shepherd our hearts to the word of God to get to the God of the word. That, that part is key. Discipline one brings together uh, two inseparable components or aspects of shepherding our hearts. And the first you see at the beginning of discipline one, you see the faithful woman of God shepherds her heart worshipfully toward God. And when we say shepherd our heart, you might hear that, that terminology around Grace Bible Church a lot or in your small group. Um, we want to make sure we understand what we're talking about, shepherding our heart. Scripture describes it in a variety of ways, and I believe you'll see that some of those on your outline. And so we're not going to turn there, and we'll go through them quickly. But Hebrews 4.16 talks about drawing near with confidence to the throne of grace. Hebrews 7 and 10 both repeatedly talk about drawing near to God. James 4.8 tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Colossians 3 verses 1 and 2, therefore if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things that are on earth. Hebrews 11.6 talks about seeking God. Hebrews 12.2 tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Psalm 16a says, I have set the Lord continually before me. And you can see now, on, back on your notebook, discipline one doesn't end with shepherding our hearts toward God. It says we shepherd our hearts worshipfully. Worshipfully through the word of God and in particular the gospel. So we're here to encourage one another in that, to grow in being women who shepherd our hearts and draw near to God through the Word of God. You know what? And I just want to say, ladies, we just have to be careful. There's so many popular devotionals out there right now that um, claim to be the actual words of Jesus when they aren't words from words from the Bible. And we need to just guard. Oftentimes they're saying that they're getting impressions from God as one who has drawn near. And um, we just, you know, she's maybe speaking apart from the counsel of his word. And we need to be careful in that. We need to guard against that. We know that the world says God's word isn't necessary. But even the Christian world says that God's word isn't necessary or maybe that it's just not enough and they need to add to it. 
And so let's be careful what we're reading, what we're, what we're putting our eyes on, because those are lies. Those, those really are lies. Let's turn, turn with me to Hebrews 4, and let's look at verse 12. Hebrews 4, verses 12 and 13, and let's look at what God says about his word. <clears throat> For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of what? The hearts. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eye of him to whom we must give account. So, ladies, it's the word that pierces our hearts and penetrates our hearts. It's God's word. So, what we're aiming for, what we all want to grow in, is to read God's word prayerfully, relationally, transparently, and worshipfully to meet with God, to meet with him, to draw near to him. And we are going to talk about this all year long, and we're going to encourage um, each other in this all year long. We'll, we'll talk a lot this year about being in God's Word, about reading all of your Bible. In fact, it's the primary assignment of Wellspring, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I just, we want to do this relationally and worshipfully. We're not talking about checking a box at all. We're talking about... Um, reading God's word to get to him, to get to Jesus, to to worship him. So I just want to encourage you. I want to even challenge you. Let's not be content to read the Bible or study the Bible without it affecting our hearts. That's what we want. We want it to affect our hearts. And as we read, it's important really to understand some things. You, you received a, a bookmark here, and that's just to kind of help you as you're reading, maybe inform your thinking about what you're looking for but it's important to ask you know what does it say what does it mean why is it here how do i apply these truths that are here are there commands to obey or warnings or promises that apply to me that's what we're looking for and um it's important to seek to understand what the author was telling his audience again smed talked about that on sunday we don't come to god's word with well, this is what it means to me. That is not what we're coming to God's word for. What did God mean? That's what we're coming. What did he, what was his intention? And we need, it takes some work to do that, to understand what is he, what's the context that we're reading. But if we're all just coming at it with, this is what it means to me, and this is what it means to me, and this is what it means to me, it can't mean, you know, a whole bunch of different things. God has an intention and, and a meaning, and we need to, we need to work to try to understand what that meaning is. As we do this, you know what? We learn more about God, and that's what we want. We learn more about God and his character, and we learn about the character of man and about the character of sin and, and even how to do battle with sin and about the sweetness of salvation, right? We, that's what we want. We learn about the sweetness, sweetness of salvation through Jesus Christ and about eternity with him. 
one of the biggest things we'll learn this year is to grow in how the gospel spurs us on. We, we want to apply the gospel to our lives and how the gospel spurs us on in joy and obedience and godliness in every season of life and in every circumstance. So, it is very possible to be consistent in our daily reading without it affecting our hearts. And like I said, we want to ask the Lord to help us make it, we want it to impact our hearts. So we must be women who shepherd our hearts worshipfully toward God through the word of God and in particular, the gospel. In particular, the gospel. So what's the gospel? Well, throughout the year, we're going to try to give you some helpful resources in that. But I love what C.J. Nahaney says. He says, we must never be content of our grasp of the gospel. And that's so true. The gospel is the good news. And you know what? It's kind of easy. Like, yeah, yeah, I know the gospel. I know what it is. I know that, you know, God saves sinners. My sins are forgiven. But, like, if you really let this impact your heart, it's really overwhelming to think about the gospel is the good news that God saves sinners. By God, we mean the holy, all-powerful, sovereign creator and judge of the entire universe. That's God. And by sinners, well, that's me, and that's you, and every single human being who ever lived. All of us have rejected his right to rule over our lives, right? We all have sinned. We all have rebelled against a sovereign the sovereign creator of the universe. And we know from scripture that God hates sin. He hates sin. And we're sinners. Not prim primarily because we do bad things, but we do bad things because by nature we're sinners. But the gospel is that God saves sinners. Well, what do we mean by saved? Well, we're saved from something to something and by something. We're saved from something, to something, and by something. And many of us would say, I'm saved, but we really need to know and be reminded of what we're saved from, what we're saved to, and what we're saved by. So by saved, we mean that we are saved from sin. We're saved from sin's consequences, from Satan, from this anti-God world system. We're saved from ourselves. I'm saved from myself. And ultimately, I'm saved from God myself, God himself. We must be rescued from God and his hatred of sin because we're all by nature and activity sinful, right? And we see that God hates sin, so we must be saved from God and his wrath against our sin. So we're saved to something. The good news of the gospel is not simply, simply that we get our sins forgiven, which is awesome, but we get our sins forgiven so that we get God. We get God, the treasure of the universe, the one in, for whom we were created, the, the only one who can bring satisfaction and delight and pleasure and joy and of infinite measure forever and ever. We're saved to God. And we're saved by God. We're saved by God through one and only one thing, the substitute death of his son, Jesus Christ on the cross, as payment for our sins. So the gospel is the good news that God saves sinners. 
God, the substitute death of his own son, Jesus Christ, took the sin of everyone who would ever believe in him, and he placed it on his son. And he punished it to the fullest. So that the guilty, so that we go free. And we get to be with God forever. We get to be with God forever. Those who have placed their trust and faith and believe that, we get to be with God forever. That's the good news of the gospel. On your outline, you received, um, on the very bottom of that outline, I think I forgot to get that. Oh, no, it's right here. There's a, there's a uh, reference to a resource. Back in 2010, Smedley preached uh, a sermon, Preaching the Gospel to Yourself. And it is so good. And on that resource, if you just go to this link, there's just so much, so many scripture references there. I didn't give you the scripture references, but I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Preaching the gospel to yourself and all, and looking at all of those scripture references on the gospel. Again, we can never be content, right? Or know enough. So in Wellspring, we're talking about being women who faithfully shepherd their hearts toward God through the word of God, being impacted by the gospel at a heart level, and then letting that impact every area of our lives. You guys doing okay? You hanging in there? Do you need a break? You doing all right? Okay. Janet? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to discipline two, the home. So let's take a look at your notebooks again. And we're going to flip them back over. The faithful woman of God is concerned with those in her home and ministers to them with her heart fixed on God and his word. Ladies, we need to understand the spiritual influence we have in our homes. It's really important. We, we want to place a priority on spiritually influencing our household with our hearts for God. We, we see the people that we live with more than we see anyone else, more consistently than anyone else. So we need to make it a priority, making sure that we're bringing Christ and the gospel to them, being an aroma of Christ in our household, making an impact there. That's, that's what Discipline 2 is all about. And those of you that have taken Wellspring before, you know, you've heard the very familiar phrase, we don't want to leapfrog over our household relationships or our hearts, right? Well, we don't want to leapfrog over our heart, and we don't want to leapfrog over our home, over the household relationships. And there's a lot that Scripture has to say about our home, and we even have a resource for you um, in the resource tabs that we'll, we'll look at in a little bit. But whatever your living situation is, it's God's training ground for you. If you live alone... This prepares you to make an impact on those you invite into your home. Whether you're married, whether you're single, we all have a profound opportunity to display Christ as we practice taking our heart for Christ to those closest to us. Can it be challenging? Mm -hmm. Household relationships can be challenging, and we're here to encourage one another and equip one another. In those uh, with discipline too, because discipline too is not just about those that live in our home. It it really may reach beyond the immediate people to caring for family members. You know, like uh, that don't really live under our roof, like aging parents and adult children and grandchildren. That's discipline too, as well. Discipline too includes 
taking the time to invest in those relationships. If, if you live alone, discipline two is going to overlap with the next ministry or the next discipline ministry as you seek to make your home a place that's fruitful for building up the body of Christ and for making Christ known there. Discipline two is about growing as a woman who has a heart for her household, who understands the value of the work and relationships and opportunities in her home. And it is not just a season of life. Discipline, too, is still about our hearts. And, you know, we see in the New Testament that households are noted for hosting and serving churches, extending hospitality, training children, teaching the gospel, instructing in sound doctrine and godliness, and refreshing the saints in in prison. You know, our homes are so important to to God's work in the church. So it's important to, to realize that, to see the responsibility that we have and actually to see the privilege that it is to do uh, what God has called us to in our homes. Um, discipline too is the faithful woman of God is concerned for those in her home and ministers to them with their heart fixed on God. That's discipline one first. Again, on the back of your notebook, let's keep going and let's talk about discipline three, ministry. With a heart fixed on God and keeping her God-given ministry within her home a priority, that's discipline one and two. You see that? The faithful woman of God steps into the church and every part of life to shepherd others toward God and the gospel. So if your heart is full of God and Christ because of the word, discipline one, and you're caring for your household with your heart for God, that's discipline two, you're... You're more prepared. You're, you're in a better position to minister to the people in the body. We, and we want to make sure that we're faithful in these disciplines so that we do. So are we saying, okay, I'm going to focus on discipline one until I have that mastered. And then, you know, I'm going to graduate from discipline one. And then I'm going to move on to discipline two, which is the household relationships. And I'm going to, you know, stay right there in camp until I have that mastered. And I'm not really going to think about my heart again because I graduated from discipline one. No, that's not what we're saying at all. Not at all. The same thing applies to ministry. See, the disciplines all have an overlap to them. They take place at the same time. And we can't say, I'm not going to be involved in ministry because, you know, I'm still working on discipline one and I'm still working on discipline two. God calls us to care for the body. So we need to be caring for the body as we care for our hearts and our household relationships. See that? How that make, does that make sense? There needs to be a priority in our thinking. Our thought needs to be, you know, I need to care for my heart. And I, and I don't want to leapfrog over my household relationships when I care for those in the body. In Acts 6, we learn that there was this serious need in the church regarding food distribution to the widows. The apostles saw that co-labors were needed to be identified and they needed to help. So in Acts 6-3, the apostles instructed the church to identify men. And get this, these men needed to be of good reputation, full of spirit and wisdom. That was what was needed for the men who were going to oversee the care of the widows and their physical needs for food. The apostles didn't focus on their skills. They didn't focus on their personalities. They were concerned with what? Their character. They were concerned with their character. They were concerned with what kind of men 
they were. Well, in the same way, uh, the body of Christ needs us to be women who believe God's word and practice God's word and shepherding our own hearts and uh, caring for our household relationships. And then again, we'll be equipped to be fruitful in our ministry with others. That's why the elders have put these disciplines in place to help us to establish a priority. Now, it's important to understand what we mean by ministry. Sometimes ministry includes a specific task, setup ministry, front lines, next generation ministries, the vacuum team. That's all ministries. That's all roles in ministry. But you know what? It's so much broader than that. Ministry is really a mindset. It's a heart attitude of being eager and purposeful to live every aspect of life as a slave of Christ. Understanding that we're not, we're, we're not our own. We were bought with a price, with the precious blood of Jesus. We're no longer slaves to sin. We, we belong to him. And that, affecting all of life and how we think and we listen and speak and how we use our time and, and the decisions that we make and in our work, we're living as those who are joyfully available to serve. Wherever God gives us the opportunity, that's ministry. So, you know what, I encourage you ladies to pray for God to make you effective in ministering to the body and ministering to those outside the body. All of us should set these disciplines before us and ask God to to make us women that he wants us to be all for bringing him glory. So, there you have the disciplines. We like to call this Wellspring 101 by the way, <laughs> and there's a, that's a lot right there that, you know, hopefully maybe you felt like you were just hit with a fire hose, um, but I just want you to hang in there, especially if this is your first time. We're going to, again, we're going to talk about these disciplines every time we're together, and then the teaching. Every single time we're to get together is going to be um, teaching from God's word on these disciplines. So with that, let's just take a look at your schedule, and you'll see that. Oh, we really did call it Wellspring 101. I thought that was a joke, but that is the first lesson. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the next time we're together, Smedley is going to... Oh, this is going to be so good. But gospel implications for my heart. This is just a foundational lesson that we need to hear, and you will be encouraged, and you'll be challenged, and... It's, it, like I said, it's foundational, but you'll see that's discipline one, and then we're going to go into discipline two, and then we're going to go back to discipline one. You see the discipline there? So every time we're together, we're going to be teaching from God's word on the disciplines. So I just kind of gave an overview, but just know we're going to be opening God's word every time we're together. The first thing, um, or behind, let's, okay, I, I kind of wrote this based on all of this being in a notebook so just bear with me we might be out of order a little bit but you will see in your notebook I don't want to lose my place so it's okay if we just kind of move around here so I want to be sure I cover everything behind your resource section you're going to see uh, the second page it says homework and bible reading do you see that okay one of your assignments Um, The next time we get together is to read that. I would like for you to read that. So we're going to practice our clicking all at the same time right now. 
because I think it would be easier to remember if you take this out and stick it with your homework. So, ready? Did you find it? On your mark, get set. Sorry, Allie. Get set, go, click. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. Um, take that out, put it with your homework, and then you'll be reminded to read that. Now, the next, oh, then go ahead, click them back. <laughs> Yes, did you, do you not have it? So we have, uh, I'm glad you asked. So resources, here's resources, and then you have the example of how Wellspring Disciplines might shape your prayerful approach to God, and then the next one is homework. If you don't have that, will you see me after? Maybe you didn't get it. You do, okay. Okay. Thank you for asking. Okay, you have tabs. You have a tab for outlines, homework, resources. Um, you can just file your outlines behind outlines. You can file your homework behind homework. And then there's just a whole lot of resources. You might receive some throughout the year. You can stick them there. Use, this, use the binder however it works for you. It's there to serve you. You have, I, I want to point out that you have, I don't know where it is. I know you have it. Maybe you don't. Do you have contact information in here somewhere? Yes. It is here? Okay. So you have our numbers. After the schedule? Okay. Oh, there it is. Right. So here's Wellspring contact information. So if you need to get in touch with Dina, or myself, and then even the midweek gals numbers are on there, and there's instruction on how to to get to the resource online if you need to listen online. And then a little thing about snack sign up today. The discussion group leaders brought snacks. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate that. You will be receiving a snack sign up um, sheet. Like if you want to sign up and bring snacks, great. If it's not the season for you, that's okay too. And we all have seasons, but you'll receive a snack uh, sign-up, a request to bring something. And you can sign up for that. And I just want to tell you, you'll get a reminder, which is really helpful. But that reminder that you're going to get is kind of blunt. It's not from us. It's an automated thing, and it says, so if we were going to send it, it would say, Dear Janet, <laughs> thank you so much for being willing to bring it you know right we would try to be thankful and humble and this says it's your turn to bring snacks <laughs> period <laughs> it's automated it's not from us so thank you <laughs> so much for bringing snacks okay so uh anyway when you bring it please take it home if you don't want to take it home, there's a shelf in the back in the corner right there. If there's any single guys over there and the guys uh, build, they'll just grab it up. They love that stuff. All right. So let's talk now about the primary as assignment in Wellspring. We're going to go to our resource section in our binder, and then we're going to go one, two, and then... There's a resource, uh, Bible reading themes there. Please look at that. Read that when you get a chance. We're not going to cover that today. But then you'll see the very first 
thing we want to stop on is chronological reading plan. Do you see that? The primary assignment for Wellspring is to choose a reading plan and read through the Bible. Our desire and the desire of our elders is that we get into a routine of doing this every year for the rest of our lives. We talked a little bit about it earlier, but you know, we really need to be familiar with more than our five favorite books of the Bible, don't you think? Um, I, I have five favorite books, or a few, and favorite chapters and favorite verses, and that's good, but we need to be familiar with the whole counsel of God. We need to know Moses' God because he's our God. We want to see how God interacted with his children a long time ago because it helps us to know him. And we want to see God throughout the entire Bible, so we need to feed our hearts with it. We need to be full of the Bible, equipped in knowing the Old and New Testament. Some of us love to stay in the Old Testament. Some of us love to stay. We need the whole counsel of God. And it, and it really enables us to care for others with all of God's word because we know it. So you, you know what? If we don't plan for it, does it happen? Usually not. So the primary assignment in Wellspring is to make it a commitment to daily meet with God as you read his word, to draw near to him, to meet the God of the word prayerfully, worshipfully. So we've given you some reading plans, uh, reading plan options as a tool. It's a tool. Okay, it's a tool to help you get there, to get into that habit. If you are already on a reading plan, some of you have been doing this for years, Stay on your reading plan. You don't need to pick another one again and start over. Just keep going. But if you're not on a reading plan and you're not meeting with him daily in his word, here's a tool to help you do that. The first one you see is the chronological plan. And it's arranged roughly in order in which it happens in history. And keep in mind, you are in the Old Testament for a really long time. Actually, you're in the, oh, like, a, we want you to start by October 1st or on October 1st, and I think you're in the Old Testament until July, July 1st. So what I like to do with this when I read through chronologically is I like to supplement my reading with the Gospel Primer. It's a book that is at the bookstore. It's $9. If you don't have it, I really encourage you to pick it up. It's a really good investment. It helps you. It has God's Word. Um, and helps you shepherd your heart daily with the gospel. So I encourage you to, to uh, pick that up and use that as a supplement. That's what I like to do. I, I don't think it's in here, but you can look online. If you want to read chronologically, what I like is there's a chronological Old Testament, New Testament together. So you can read chronologically the Old Testament and chronologically the New Testament at the same time. And so that I think that one's a really good plan if you want to read chronologically. There's a 52-week different genre plan. It takes some flexibility. Some days you're reading a few chapters. Some days you're reading a lot. And there's the McShane's plan. You can take a look at that. There's an Old and New Testament plan, discipleship journal plan. There's also um, a two-year plan because, you know what, maybe this isn't the season and you know already that there's just no way you're going to make it through in a year or you've never done this. If you want to start with the two-year plan, start with the two-year plan. That's okay. <clears throat> I get a I get a uh, plan and an app. 
I read it on my iPad and I, uh, don't judge me, <laughs> but I do because it just takes me right there. I, I have lights in the morning. I can see it and it just works for me. So do what works for you. The point is meeting with God in his word. So the first assignment is to pick a plan. And if you have any questions in that, talk to Dina, talk to your discussion group leader or myself. But here's the thing. You know what? If it takes you longer than two years, if you are consistent in your reading devotionally, worshipfully, you know, you've chosen one, you're going to break it down. If you haven't finished in a year, won't you still have discovered more about God than if you hadn't tried? Right? Yeah. So we'll grow from reading through God's word and meeting with him in his word. And so if we finish in 14 months or 18 months or two years, we'll know more about God than if we hadn't tried. So persevere, keep going. We're here to encourage one another to do that. I love Psalm, Psalm 119, 103. It says that his word is sweeter than honey. And you know what it is? It's sweeter than honey. And the more you feed on it, the more you understand, the sweeter it becomes. So, so when we're, we're thinking that we just don't have time to do this, you know, I just don't have time to meet with God. Um, I'm saying this to you because I love you, and I need to say this to me. It's a really good time to reevaluate some things. I need to reevaluate. If meeting with God and his word is his priority for us, shouldn't it be our priority too? Right? So, I mean, and I know we all have seasons. We all have seasons, and it's more challenging. So ask someone else, how do you make this a priority? I'm having a hard time, and it's a challenging season, and here's what's up. Do you have any suggestions? Will you pray for me? Help me to see how I can do this. But you know what? I really want to, I want you to guard against thinking things that aren't true. We're to think on things that are true. So maybe it's not true that you don't have time or that you can't, maybe I have to ask myself, you know, am I just not making the time? Am I not making it a priority? Am I making something else a priority? So, you know, I just, I, I say that again with the most love that I can, that if you're struggling with that, just go before the Lord and evaluate, take some time and ask him to help you make it a priority. We're here to help one another in this. So um, there is encouragement and hope to be found in the gospel, ladies. When we're honest and when we, when we really get to the real source of our struggle, um, God's grace is sufficient to grant us repentance, to renew us, to help us walk in newness of life so that we do grow in our consistency with meeting with God and his word. And I have those days that are so sweet and they're just so great. And I think, why in the world would I ever struggle? I, I can't wait to be back here with you, Lord, and meeting you in, in your word. And, and then there are times I really have to fight. I have to fight. Um, and you know what? You probably will, many of you, this side of heaven. It becomes, it, it's, it's something that we have to discipline ourselves for the purpose of godliness. So let's do it. And let's encourage one another to do that. All right, so again, please pick that reading plan if you don't have one by October 1st, and let's keep moving on. 
There's in the resource tab, you see the tabs, the heart categories for consideration. And um, this is a really great resource, you guys. I encourage you to take a look at this. Several years ago, Scott Maxwell went through the whole Bible and he looked at every use of the word hearts and then he made a list every time it was used and then he went through that list again and he started making connections and categorizing them and so this is a resource that he graciously provided for us so it's a great tool go back use it uh, look at it and maybe even add to it if you see something you want to add and then there's the hearts in the New Testament and that's just great for more personal study and there's home categories for consideration it's a list of scripture that speak about the home and then lastly, a list of women in the Bible, which can be really helpful in your own study as well. These resources are here to help you, and we may or may not refer back to them much, but please take, take a look at them and take advantage of them. Now let's talk about homework. You're gonna get homework every week, and it's always gonna be on this colored sheet of paper. And this homework is kind of different. If this is your first year in Wellspring, it might be different than what you're used to. It always invites you to start with prayer. And, you know, really don't ignore that part. Ask the Lord for help and help him to ask him to help you see what you need to see and acknowledge your dependence on him. Here's the other thing. Don't wait to Friday night. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> You're not going to want to wait till Friday night. We don't meet. We meet like every other week. So the the first part of this section is looking back, and the l looking back is really reflecting on the lesson that we just heard on Saturday. So you're going to want to do that right away while it's fresh on your mind, and you know it. It asks, you know, what about the lesson do I need to apply to my heart? So if you wait for two weeks, it's not going to be as fresh. And then there's a looking day-by-day -day section and ongoing encouragement to persevere and meeting with God's Word. And then there's a looking ahead section, maybe looking up verses or asking some questions. And then there's a uh, looking deeper section, and sometimes we have that, sometimes we don't. And then you'll see the Wellspring Kids Memory Verse on there because we share homework with Thursday. So, hey, here's... You can memorize right along with the kids. Some of you, you know, might want to just go ahead and do that. And you're, and you're just, hey, that would be a good discussion group uh, challenge, right? So there you have your homework. Um, but the goal in homework is not an academic assignment. It's to help us to be thinking and applying what we're learning on a heart level. So take some time. Think about the questions because you're a benefit most when you do. It's for evaluating ourselves for the purpose of seeing areas where God wants us to grow. It's also an opportunity, really, to stop and thank God for his faithfulness in areas that we do see change by his grace. And praise God for what he's doing. Now, you're going to do this homework assignment, and then every week, every time we're together, you'll turn that homework assignment into your discussion group leader. And that can be really hard at first because here, you know, you've just poured out your heart on your homework, right? And then you're going to turn it into someone you don't know very well. And yeah, that's what we're asking you to do. It can be quite humbling. And, but you know what? I love what Tom Ingstead says. He says, we are, a, we're all beggars showing one another, another beggar where the bread is. And that's really who we are. Nobody's arrived. None of us have arrived. 
we're all here to help and encourage one another. And when you do this homework faithfully, your discussion group leader will encourage you and help you and pray for you. And so I encourage you to be okay with that, turn it in, and uh, just take advantage of the blessing that that is. Now, let's talk about what we're going to do in our discussion groups. We have 10 minutes and then we're going to do that. But in our discussion group time, we're going to discuss, discuss, so sorry. <laughs> we're going to discuss our homework. Well, first we might discuss the lesson that you just heard. What impacted your heart the most, right? Um, that's going to be really fresh on our hearts, and so we might want to just talk about that for a little bit. We'll discuss the homework that, that, we, that we've done. We want to pray for one another. Through that, we're going to build relationships and care for one another in the body. We're going to be the body, caring for the body. Part of your participation in discussion group is caring for one another. That's what we want to do. We want to, um, we just don't want to depend on your discussion group leaders to do all the caring. It's for all of us to care for one another. So if you see someone that needs prayer or encouragement, feel free to email them or text them a scripture that would be encouraging. But reach out and let's Let's, let's care for one another in our discussion groups. We have 30 minutes or so, or less usually. So really we want to keep our conversations purposeful. We want to keep our conversations on Wellspring-related topics. We, we, want to, we want to really be purposeful in talking about the morning teaching, about our homework, about the disciplines, about our time meeting with the Lord, how the gospel comes to bear in our lives how we're growing, it's a time to go deeper. So I really want to be sure that we are doing that and we're purposeful in that. And even when we're sharing, what we need to do is really flatten out details. Let's, let's not talk about, uh, mention names, let's leave out the names, make sure the point is, what is God doing in my heart? That's what we want, that's what we're after. Not what God is doing in my boss's heart, not what God is doing in my husband's heart, not what God is doing in my kid's heart. That's not what we're doing. We are here to talk about what is the Lord teaching us through our, our uh, time in Wellspring. Some of you, many of you are in small groups. It's not a core question time either. So, you know, the other thing is we just need to guard. We need to guard against any kind of gossip or slander you know, have some self-control when it comes to bunny trailing off of the topic that we're on. We want to focus on the Lord and our hearts, and uh, we also want everyone to have a chance to share. That time goes like that. It goes by so fast. Um, but we also want everyone to share. <laughs> so don't now be, you know, I don't want you to, okay, I'm just not going to share. No, that's not the point either. We want to hear from you. We want to be able to encourage and spur one another on. You received a couple of tools, or you received a songbook, actually, as a tool. If you have one, then this is the same one that you've always, always, we've had the same one for a couple of years. Um, but we've provided that for you again this year. And uh, it's, just, it's just an awesome tool to read the rich words of the gospel in those songs and reflect on those and that's another thing I encourage you to do before we meet again. Just read one of the songs or sing it. It's, it, it will bless you. In conclusion, let's review the components of Wellspring. There are two. There's a together component, and then there's an on-your-own component. 
the together component, we're receiving teaching from God's word about the disciplines. We are together um, receiving fellowship and, encourage, and encouragement in our discussion groups. And then on our own, we're meeting with God in his word daily. We're doing our homework assignments and we're praying and in, we're encouraging one another. So, yeah, that's basically Wellspring 101 in a nutshell with some things that I probably forgot to mention, so don't hesitate to ask. I just went over a lot for you, and uh, again, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed at all. We hope that you're excited for this year, and uh, we're thankful for each and every one of you, and we pray that your hearts are ready to be challenged, to be strengthened, to be encouraged, this year in Wellspring, that's what we've been praying as we've been preparing. So again, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to just talk to you this morning and um, to just get to know you. We're going to pray, and then after we pray, I'm going to introduce the discussion group leaders. And as I do, I think what we'll do is um, discussion group leaders, you go ahead and go out and then you it, see whose group you're in and you can follow your discussion group leader where you're where you're going to be meeting okay that made sense all right let's pray oh lord thank you for making us new creations in christ thank you that uh we now have new hearts with new desires eager to live for you lord i pray that we would be sober minded and how we um, care for our hearts and how we fight sin and how we care for those in our households and Lord I pray that we would seek your face earnestly in your word that we might know you and be strengthened and challenged and be grow to be faithful women God fearing woman women and that we would make much of you as ambassadors for Christ in our homes Lord, that we would display the work of the gospel wherever you have us to a lost and dying world who desperately needs to hear the hope that we have in you. So, Lord, we commit this year to Wellspring. We pray for our time together in our discussion groups. And to you, Lord, you're able to do far more abundantly, more than we would ever ask or think, um, according to the power at work within us. And to you be the glory in the church and uh, in Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. It's in your son's name we pray, amen.